All right, so sitting down at the kitchen table, having several cups of tea being had. Just finished watching Ponyo, um, Studio Ghibli movie. We, we, our family personally is friends of Studio Ghibli. Ghibli, how do you say it, Jen? How do you pronounce it? I thought it was Ghibli. Uh, my neighbor Totoro is the kind of the well-known one. Uh, there's, there's several others, but so we're chilling, relaxing. We took part in the first day, what was it called, Jen? The first day hikes? First hike. day hikes. Um, to Lanceport Canal. South Carolina State Parks are doing. Yeah. So they want you to just get out and start logging your miles. It's literally a good way to start your new year off on the right foot. Um, I think I pulled something in my sciatica. Not really sure. My, my left butt cheek hurts. So I got that going for me. Just the left one, though. Just the left one. The right one is fine. Right one is fine. Mm -hmm. So I Googled left butt cheek pain, and it said sciatica. So we all know that, that Dr. Google is always right. Can so. you can you fix that by flipping on to your other side or something when you, you know, sleep tonight? I'm going to try it Just tonight. Just even things out. I'm going to try it tonight. Um, <clears throat> so as you can hear... Um, we have Miss Audra, Mrs. Audra Louise, Miss no, Audra Louise Gibson, Miss Audra Louise Gibson, with us again tonight. <laughs> She's single to mingle. Who is? Single. Let's be I'm really a, clear I'm about that. I'm a single that. Pringle. Single and ready to mingle. Um, and we just we wanted to do a little bit of continuation from last night, um, but kind of shift topics just a little bit. So I, I will. I told some pretty epic dad jokes in the car today, um, and Audra giggled slightly at a few of them. The first one was good. That's the the kid said, Dad, these aren't even funny. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to repeat them here because they're some of, my, some of my best material. Right. You want to save them for in person. So in person. Yeah. Um, if you need some good dad jokes, I got some whoppers. Um, we also just want to tell some stories. So, Audra, there was a story that you wanted to tell that you had said specifically you wanted to save for the podcast. Do you remember what that was? Well, we were talking about uh, travel stories yesterday, and then today, when we were uh, tonight, when we were watching Ponyo, the animated story, uh, we were talking about um, animation and Disney, and so there was a story there too. So, okay. you, you 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 give me a direction. Well, let's start with since we're we're talking about Ponyo, let's go with that. So so. If you're not familiar with it, Studio Ghibli is more or less the Japanese version of Disney. Like it's that level of well known. that caliber. Yeah, that caliber of animation. Studio. Yeah, yeah. And um, for all we know, Disney might own Studio Ghibli. Who or, knows? That's or be partnered possible. with. Yeah. Somebody who's listening to the podcast, Google that for us right now. Fact check me on that. Drop drop What's it in the, the relationship section? between Disney and Studio Ghibli right now? But anyway, it's that yeah, that well known. Um, so what was the connection with that, Audra? So, so yeah, today we were talking about uh, the kids were asking a lot of questions. And you said I was, I was fielding their questions. You were. In, you know, a pretty solid fashion. And I said maybe that came from my training as a cast member at Disney World. Mm. And so I went down to Disney World when I was 19 years old as a college intern. And I went down there specifically to investigate and decide whether or not I was going to take a path in animation. 
And so as we were watching the animation tonight, we started talking about that. And you asked a question about whether or not you thought that was, if you wanted to get into animation, was that a skill thing? Or was that sort of like a who you know kind of thing? Um, and so the way that I got to investigate that, I'm gonna have to think a little bit about how much of that I can share. But here's the background of the story. So I go in and Disney has college recruiters that go out to different university campuses, colleges, and they recruit for their college program. And it is a working, earning, and learning situation. So you, you take seminars on business and customer service and things like that. And then you're working in sort of like some sort of nine to five-ish type of day job for Disney. So that might be food service. That might be, um, you know, in some sort of performance capacity. That might be what I, what I did, which was lifeguarding uh, at one of the pools and water parks. Um, and then you are also living on site. So it's kind of a whole immersive type of thing. And one of the ways that they sell that to college students, one of the things that's enticing, is that if you're interested in a particular field, you can go down and mirror another cast member. Hmm. So if I were, let's say, really interested in becoming a chef, you know, I could go down and talk to one of the chefs at Epcot Center, one of the nice restaurants, and say, hey, you know, can I, can I mirror you? Can I study under you and, and learn about this job? So during my college program interview, I shared with the recruiter that I was really interested in animation and that I was interested in mirroring somebody in mm -hmm. the animation department. That's cool. And the college recruiter said, well, obviously, you know, Disney is the pinnacle of animation. And so that's the best place for you to be, right? So... Uh, I ended up interviewing with Disney twice. I inter interviewed my freshman year and my sophomore year. Did not get the job my freshman year. Did get offered the job my sophomore year. So animation specifically, or just just, just you just get hired as a college program intern. You have no idea what you're going down there to do. So mm. you don't you don't even know your job. So they they might ask you a little bit about your background, and so they they did know that. <laughs> There's some excitement in the background. <laughs> uh, they they did know they did know that I had experience as an oceanfront lifeguard, mm. so, and you know they are definitely in favor of like people who have some experience and training, and, and so that that might have swayed them one one way or the other. But uh, anyway, I get down there. I find out that my my date my day to day job is going to be. Uh, at, at one of the pools and water parks um, and that was a, an incredible job and, and I really enjoyed it and I met some wonderful people from uh, universities all over um, and so uh, first of all Disney has a lot of rules about their cast members I'm sure. and the, the, very, the very first thing that you do when you get there is day one they sit they sit you down in front of a pile of paperwork that you sign <laughs> and you are basically agreeing to keep the Disney uh, secrets. the magic of Disney magical right um, and so that was really serious to me I, I took that very seriously 
Um, and then they, they kind of went through this list of things that like, if you do this, you will be terminated. If you do this, you will be terminated. <laughs> it's like a list of like 19 things. I was like, oh, this is scary. Um, I'm a rule follower, but this is pretty scary. And so uh, it was a little overwhelming. It took me a week or two to adjust. But once I'd been there for about a week or two, I was like, okay, I'm going to make my way down to the animation department and see what I can do about mirroring somebody. So, you know, I walk in there, my 19-year-old self, you know, I'm, I'm all excited and confident, can't wait, wait to get started. And I walk up to the front desk and I said, hi, I'm, I, my name's Audra. I'm a, I'm a college program intern and I'd like to talk to somebody about mirroring someone in the animation department. And they said, I, I'm sorry, this is a closed department. We, we don't do that. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, this is a closed department. No one, no one is allowed in here. And I was like, well, my, my college recruiter, you know, I talked to my college recruiter about this. And, and I said, we, we really don't care what your college recruiter said or what you understood. They don't work with us anyway. They, they, we, we, yeah, we, but uh, we're a closed department. So you can't, you like, literally, like, you can't even get past the front desk. Mm. And so I had already... Please tell me they closed the statement with, have a magical day. <laughs> I don't, I don't, they probably didn't. They, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the magic, I mean, they, they take good care of their cast members, but the magic is really for the guests, right? Sure. And so, uh, understandably so. And so they, uh, I leave, I'm very dejected. Aww. I go back to my apartment that I'm sharing with five other college program cast members. <laughs> wow. Um, it was an adventure. And uh, one of my roommates, uh, within that week or so, they were in some sort of session or seminar where one of the animators came and gave a talk. And so, they very kindly remembered me while this talk is going on and they went up to the animator after they were done with the session and got a business card mm. and so this sweet roommate of mine comes back with the business card and she goes here you go this is, this is the best i got <laughs> do your worst right and so i i take this guy's uh i take this guy's business card is an animator named saul blankoff uh, worked on a number of really great Disney animation projects and I basically made it my life's mission to like, just stalk this guy nice. <laughs> um, as, as much as you could stalk people you know like back in the day uh, pre pre, pre social media pre pre all that stuff right mm -hmm. so I, I, ba I basically had a name and a phone number and every time I called, I got this voicemail. I at this guy's this guy's voicemail. And every time I called, I left the same message. Hi, my my name's Audra, and I'm I'm a college program intern. I'm I'm studying graphic design at Auburn University. I really like to talk to somebody about animation. These are my interests. You know, I go. I had a spiel, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out the balance of um, being persistent enough but not pestering this guy to a level of annoyance that okay, you know, he, he, he wanted to punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I, I don't I don't think a whole lot about it. I, I, I go about my my typical quote unquote Disney life at that point. I'm working I'm working my my job as a lifeguard. 
I am doing the classes that, that Disney is asking the college program interns to do. I'm, I'm living there. I'm, it's kind of an immersive program. And I just kind of go on my merry way. And about every, you know, three or so days, I end up calling and leaving the same exact, exact message. Never called you back. So it just nothing happens. Just nothing happens. And, you know, I get to a point where I was like, okay, I've, I've kind of reached some level of acceptance about it. Um, so I'm sad, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, like to a point where I can't be consoled. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, you, you take your lumps, you're moving on. Um, and, uh, you know, just trying to make the best of the situation. And so, um, as a college program intern, again, I'm 19 years old, so I'm away from all of my friends, uh, you know, away from my sorority sisters. And at that age, you know, sophomore in college, I still had a bunch of friends in high school that I kept in touch with on a regular basis. And so, again, back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot of social media when I was there. You really kept up with your friends by calling them on the phone. And so, I, 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 literally, I had friends that we would max out calling cards back in the day. And so, there was, there was one, uh, weekend evening that I decided to stay in that I just I was just tuckered out tired from the week decided to stay in and I got this phone call around 1030 at night and there's a guy on the other end of the line and he sounds like one of my friends from from high school but I can't quite pinpoint it and so you have you ever done the thing where you like somebody calls you on the phone and you're like I don't I don't want to be the person that's like who is this you know because I should know who it is. Yeah. So I'm just going to let them talk for a minute, right? And maybe they'll give me some clues. See where this goes. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'll listen to their voice long enough, see, see what happens, right? And so I'm, ta- I'm talking to this guy on the phone. And it's very casual. Hey, how's it going? How's your day? You know? And eventually I just get to the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is, but it sounds like one of my friends. Right, and so I, I say, hey, uh, I'm I'm so sorry. This sounds ridiculous, I'm sure, but who is this? <laughs> and he he kind of jokes me back. He's like, you know who this is? You know, he's giving me a hard time on the phone, and you know, he's kind of moving on to other topics. And I'm just I'm just really thinking this is this is a friend of mine. And so eventually he says, uh, you know, well, hey, should we play a game while we're on the phone? And uh, I'm kind of kidding him back at this point. I said, well, do I get a prize at the end of the game if I, if I do well? And he said, yeah, good, good, good prize. You get a good prize. I said, all right, what's the game? He said, well, let's, we'll play, let's play Name That Tune. And so I was like, all right. And so uh, he starts to just play songs over the radio, right? And so, I mean, and it's, it's kind of all over the gambit, right? So everything from like the Annie soundtrack, you know, on Broadway, of Michael Jackson, right? Just like all over the board. And uh, thankfully, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent with music knowledge, and so I was doing pretty well at Name That Tune. And so we've been playing for about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden I realize I really don't know who this is on the phone. Like, I, I just really, I'm like, it's starting to make me... I'm playing me, a weird game with a stranger. Right, I'm, it's really starting to make yeah. me, like, you know... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not terrified for my life or anything, but I'm like, I really need to start, you know, like... So normally when you call somebody, you're like, 
hey, Audra, it's me, Jen. Like, he never, this person never said that. Never said like, that. Hey, Audra, how you doing? How's hey, it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, Audra, how's like, it going? Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But I will also say that the vast majority of my friends, I knew their voice well mm-hmm. enough. That it did not have to ask. Right. I, I knew exactly, like, okay, that's Amy calling me on the phone. That's Mike calling me on yep. the phone. Like, I, I knew by the sound of their voice. This is pre-caller ID. And, and uh, it wasn't pre-caller ID, but the phone that he was calling was the apartment phone. Mm. It was a landline. Was a, he was calling a landline. I mean, this is how, like, back in the day it was. Mm-hmm. He was calling a landline on Disney property that, like, all six of us right. college program intern girls shared. Right. Um, Did he ask for you when he called the phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How yeah. 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 He, yeah he, he called, and he was like, hey, is Alter there? I said, yeah, this is she. And he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, And I was like, good. He was like, how's your night? I was like, it's great. great." He was like, did you work today? You know, so it was like very Mm -hmm. normal conversation that you would have with a friend, somebody that was like somewhat familiar with you. Um, Yeah. But but yeah, all of a sudden I realized like we have been on the phone for a good probably 20 minutes at this point. And I I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. And so I'm like, hey, hey, listen, <laughs> really, who is this? And uh, he he start he starts saying, ah, oh, you know, you know who this is. You know, stop, stop fooling around. I was like, I, re- I really don't know. <laughs> and uh, he he shifts conversation and starts saying, well, uh, why don't you t- why don't you tell me a little bit? You know, why don't you tell me a little bit more about about you? You're asking these questions about me. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about you? Do you do you like art and stuff? And again, thinking that this was like one of my friends who knows that I'm an art major. I'm like, well, duh, yeah. I mean, I yes, you you know that I like art, you know. And so I'm I'm kind of reaching to the more obscure, and I'm talking. Well, I, I like to play guitar, and I like to do this. He said, well, are you what? also really guarded at this point because you're like, I'm not exactly sure who I'm talking to. So you're like, it's. Uh, it's, like you're, it's the point of guarded where you're giving enough information to still carry the conversation, but not enough so that you're like, here's my address. Right. Possible kidnapper. <laughs> Come get me. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm answering kind of broadly and vaguely. Um, and again, you know, not 100% sure who this is, thinking like, okay, maybe I was wrong about it being one of my high school friends. Maybe it's maybe it's like a, a, f- a friend that I just met at Disney, who's like also a college program intern, and I, I don't want to insult them, but I you know like I so I'm guarded enough, but I, I'm still you know kind of proceeding cautiously, but I'm I'm still carrying the conversation on, and so uh, he said, well you know you're uh, are you are you you're a graphic design major then, and I said yeah, he said at Auburn University right. I said, yeah. He was like, you're a sophomore, right? And I was like, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's like a light bulb that clicks in my head that just like... Because you've been saying it every, I every was like, third day for... Right. I, that, that this guy is reciting back to me the exact <laughs> message that I have been leaving on this animator's yeah. phone line for like a good three and a half, four weeks straight. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I really... Uh, like, 
maybe maybe I should have had like some sort of level of like nervousness or embarrassment or something like because I mean I've been like having witty banter with this guy yeah for 25 minutes on the phone now yeah. and singing show tunes right <laughs> you know like a great time. we yeah we're 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 past like you know like oh nice to meet you tell me a little about yourself yeah and um so I was just so overwhelmed with excitement that uh, I said. Oh my gosh! I, I said, "You're Saul, you're Saul Blinkoff," and he said, well, "Who is that?" And I said, "He's a really important animator guy." That's exactly yeah. what came out of my mouth. He's, he's, super he's, important. He's, he's a really he's a really important animator guy. Just no shame. <laughs> I am fangirling now, like I'm beside myself. And he goes, "Yep, it's me, Saul Blinkoff. You got the big call back. What can I do for you?" Wow. And, you know, and I'm just thinking, my, like when I think about that now. I'm just like, you know, maybe he's like sitting at his computer 1030 at night on a Saturday waiting for some sort of graphics to render. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm bored. What, what, can I, what can I do for a half an hour while these graphics render? <laughs> you know, like, oh, I know. I'll call that college program intern. <laughs> um, and so I'm just beside myself excited. And so we, we start talking a little bit. So like, well, you're, you're, what are you interested in? And, and, and basically at that point, I am trying to do some investigation about animation and then also really just honestly trying to get an idea of whether or not I have the chops to make it as an animator, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, do I, I, I don't want to keep going down a road if I don't really have the skill, the talent to, to be able to I just looked it up and he, he worked on Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, Tarzan. Yeah. Or the, there's more, but those are the big ones. Yeah. There's a lot more actually, but there's. Yeah. Does he still work there? He he was a big guy. No. Um, it doesn't say. It's just on IMDb. Okay. And so yeah, I mean, I mean, really, anyone you're having a conversation with that has some sort of level of caliber, especially as that type of creative, to have an IMDb, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I was fangirling, mm-hmm. and uh, so he said, well. Uh, would you like to come in the animation department? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I uh, would. I, I would. I would uh, like to do that. Yes, please. Uh, and so he said, well, well, great. Uh, would, uh, would you want to bring some, some work with you? I could look at some work. And I said, yeah, that would be great. And he said, well, great. Do you have any work with you? And I said, yeah. I didn't have a stick of work with me. My entire portfolio was nowhere close to Orlando. Uh, I, I lived in Vero Beach, Florida at the time. God bless my mother. She drove it to I you. called her on the phone and I said, Mom. This is it. This, this is it. This is the moment. This is yeah, the opportunity. This is, this, this is why you sent me to, to, yeah. to school. You know, yeah. this, is, this is why, you know, like, tuition's getting paid. Please find my You know, yes. Yeah, like, please, bring, will you bring my artwork to me? And so again, like this is old school back in the day. I mean, it is literally a physical portfolio. Giant, but she was a saint. God bless her. And she did it like the next day. Wow. It was like, you know, I like, got you, honey. I called her first yeah. thing, and she is like in the car on the road. Uh, amazing mom. And so uh, she brings it. To, she's there. She's in town for like I don't know, like twenty eight minutes. Yeah. You know, here's your portfolio. I love you. Good luck. I'm driving home. Um, and so I run down to like the Walgreens, you know, the corner market store or whatever, grab a disposable camera, throw my art on the wall, 
take pictures of it, go back down to Walgreens, put it in the hour development slot. Wow. I'm waiting for these pictures to come by. I, I'm, I'm supposed to see this guy within like less than 48 hours. Like I have a very small window to, to get this turned around and to make it work. And so, yeah, show up the animation department. He was so kind, incredible. Um, gave me a tour of the place walked me through all these different types of animation and, mm -hmm. and people who focus on, you know, characters and people who fo focus on, on background. Pretty much and, exactly what you and wanted. Environment wow. And environment. Yeah. yeah, like there, there's amazing. a special type of artist that, that would focus on like, if we need to make something look like an explosion yeah. or the oceans bubbling up, right? Yeah. And uh, he gave me this incredible booklet of samples uh, that they use, you know, for, for their wow. animation services and I mean, just, just more than I could have possibly asked for um, in terms of, of somebody really, you know, kind of giving of themselves and, and yeah. their, their time. And uh, he took me around the animation department. And, and probably one of the things that I'll remember as like a pinnacle of, of this was that uh, Mulan was in production at that time. Yeah. And Mulan was the first full-length, feature animation that used um, computer graphics, computer-generated graphics to create sort of a, a large filling scene in a movie. So when there's that like avalanche that come in there in the mountains and there's that avalanche that comes down the mountain, they all get buried in snow and they're trying to you know pick people and you know uh, you know Hans out of the snow and they're they're running from the soldiers in the mountain. That was that was uh, generated from computer graphics and it was the first time that they'd, they'd ever done it like that wow. um, and, and Mulan was an incredible movie from the perspective that they had that type of new technology going on and then there were also all these incredible incredible hand drawings and paintings yeah. that were done um, that were in the style of, of the movie and these old oriental paintings and so it was a really incredible combination of things and so I remember going in and, and looking at some of the original stills for that movie. And so I can remember during that movie, sitting in the theater and it coming up on the scene of the stills that I had seen and just thinking to myself like, I'm the only human in this movie. It, I, I went to see it on opening day and I'm, I'm the only human in this movie that knows exactly what's about to happen in this scene. Wow. And so that was just a really cool moment that like he kind of gave me this like little nugget of like participating yeah. in that like creative energy process. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was, you know, like still magical enough in the theater that like when the movie was done, like people applauded. Mm -hmm. yeah. in the movie theater, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There's, 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 no, there's no, you know, yeah. none of the performers are there. People are still like, yeah, yeah. that was amazing. Um, so what did he think of your artwork? Yeah, so he, he was very kind to me uh, and very complimentary in regard to it and basically said, like, yeah, if this is something you want to do and you want to pursue, you've, you've got the talent and you just need to keep honing the skill for it. And that's one of the reasons that he got that booklet out for me um, and said, you know, like, study these and these are the areas that you, you maybe need a little bit more work and, and, and just, just keep honing your craft and just keep working at it and, and come back as, and see us in a couple of years. Um, in the midst of that conversation though, 
he also did me this incredible favor of like really giving a very realistic overview of what kind of time commitment yeah. it really took. That was the path. To what be, is it actually going to take? To be, yeah. and, and not even to like get to the point where you might get hired as a Disney animator, but but here's what what you're gonna your everyday looks life's gonna look like. Um, and I can remember him talking about just like when they were in full production on movies that you know the, the animators and the creative staff. They, I mean, they would spend eighty, a hundred hours a week working on a project when they were in full production. It was, um, it was your entire life. Um, and so uh, there, was, there was something in my brain, even though I, I really loved art and I really love uh, being a creative and, and ab- absolutely had the highest esteem for Disney and the work that they produced, I just sort of thought, I don't know if I want that to be my entire life. Um, and so I'm going to potentially pursue some other paths. It's interesting that that is what, you know, that to be means. at the pinnacle of, of any particular given field, that's pretty much what it takes. I would say, bar none, any field that takes a, a kind of ridiculous dedication. Yeah. Yeah, I would say especially at that level. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I would say there's, there's probably a lot of an- other animation studios that you could go and, and have a little bit more what we would call today like work-life balance yeah. and um and you know just make sure you're you're taking care of like your your other emotional and mental needs and and again this is a number of years back so you know disney might have a whole other idea of like terms and like you yeah. know how how they take care of their cast members and things like that who who are creatives and working on these projects but but yeah i mean it, it really was this kind of kind of thing where it was like you know, I, I'm going to be really honest with you. This is what it takes, um, and and that was such a service to me. You know, like he he didn't blow smoke at me. Yeah. You know, from any kind of angle, and and it was it was really incredible. And I I still have still have some mementos from that time spent with him, um, and uh, some some other little portions of the story that I'll keep to myself again to just kind of preserve that Disney magic, but. Uh, I, it, it's just a really cool it, it's one of those stories that I think I'll probably carry with me the rest of my life and just think yeah. like for, for any kind of like opportunity or like if that was like sort of a quote unquote first interview you know sure. or, or a portfolio review yeah. like you know like any, anybody could have called and said sure. oh, okay you know uh, meet with my administrative assistant and sure. she'll get you on the books or whatever you know but instead this guy decided to like mess with a college student at 10:30 at night on a weekend playing them that tune and and you know thank goodness I, I, I know some songs I, I don't know I might have never gotten in the door at the animation department if I was really bad at music it's interesting yeah interesting tactic that is so that's a neat story. I think I would have been so stressed out. I would have been like hung up on him, been like, I don't know who this is. You could be out. Bye. Like, I probably would have hung up. Yeah. I Did I, you have like an inkling that it was like somebody really important though? Because you were like, why can't I figure out who this is? I, like, who are you calling? I absolutely did not have an inkling that it was somebody quote unquote really important. I mean, I really knew in the moment where it just clicked mm-hmm. and he started reciting yeah. my message back yeah. to me. He was waiting. He on that. he was he was he was so friendly and just sort of like we we kind of fell in this sort of like 
witty banter rhythm that I just really thought, like, this is somebody familiar to me. And in some sort of, like, strange way, he was familiar to me because I was reciting my, you know, sort of, like, portfolio life story, you know, as a a college student to him. Um, And and maybe he, who knows, maybe maybe he, you know, had had other humans in his life or or other interns in his life that he'd come across, and he kind of thought, okay, I... You know, I, I know kind of what's what's going to be on a college student's brain, and uh, let me make this girl's week. I think like if somebody if somebody was if I had some young person pursuing me in that way, I think it would take quite a few voicemails. <laughs> it would take it, it would take a couple of voicemails, not necessarily for me to, for me to call them back. Yeah, but to be like, hey, I want to come see what you do right that would have taken me a little bit of convincing to say yeah. yes to like what what I, I, I will say that like uh, I again I was trying to like meet this like really like fine line balance between persistence and not annoying him I don't want to get kicked right. out of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah I mean I, I don't I don't I don't think he would have called anybody and said hey you know get this girl out of here she's <laughs> a pain in the rear but um yeah, but but I I left enough voicemails that I lost count of how many voicemails. It was it was at that level. Several weeks. So it, it was it was yeah, I was I was really I was invested. Yeah. But but again, I was I was kind of invested at that point to the to the extent that I was like I'm I'm not really expecting anything back from this. I'm just I'm continuing to put myself out there. But I, I'm not. I'm not expecting anything because because sure. I kind of thought, okay, you leave two messages. Okay, maybe the third message. Maybe he's really busy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the fourth. Me- you know. But when you start getting into like the sixth, seventh message, you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, like I'm just I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on that grind. I'm gonna Good keep trying to be persistent. Good for uh, you. And it ended up paying off. But 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 yeah, and it's it's also like a really cool. I think. Uh, I've learned over the years that there's this really amazing balance between uh, always wanting to have people pouring into you and then also pouring out to other people. And a lot of times that has to do with maturity, education, experience, skill set, right? And so if I've if I've if I'm in a place where I'm still learning something, I want to be looking up to a mentor. But then if I've learned enough of something, I also want to like turn around and give that back to somebody as well. And so that was a really good, just like practical application of somebody showing me that in real life, mm-hmm. you know? So, so maybe, you know, maybe somebody returned his phone call at some point. At right? some point, and, yeah. And he, really, some and he really, yeah. really appreciated it. And, and maybe he was really persistent and that's what, you know, got him. And, yeah. and so, and maybe, maybe, when they did who knows like i'm making up parts of the story now but you know maybe they did it in a way that was really like jovial and fun and that took the pressure off or the stress off and mm-hmm. and so at that point you could you know because if he if he had called me back and just straight away said hey this is Saul, Saul Blankoff and You'd be like, oh my gosh. I'm an animator. I, you know yeah. who, who knows yeah my, my heart could have seized up right there you know <laughs> it could have frozen i could have you know that been it right there. That, yeah, and so you know, he put me in a position where maybe he wanted to suss you could, out a little I, bit too. I could offer it a little bit. You know, see what's this conversation going to be like with this girl? Who's this girl that's leaving these voicemails? Is it going to be somebody who I'm actually going to want to spend some time with? 
is it going to be somebody right like right. Yeah. Carter just hung up on me right if she doesn't if she doesn't know the Annie musical I'm, I'm done with her if I can <laughs> if I can rap with her and have a conversation this is probably somebody mm-hmm. worth my time mm-hmm. yeah. right I can feel that yeah do, do you guys have any like journeys along your path like mm-hmm. work experience or or dreams or things you were exploring that like stick out in your in your mind that that you were like Oh man, that was a really cool experience, or I really appreciate that person like reaching back out to me. Does anything pop into your minds about that type of thing? I'm trying to think. Not in the same way, like like direct one to one comparison. Uh, when we when we first went overseas as missionaries, we had the opportunity. This was like two thousand. 10, 2011, uh, to call uh, the director of, literally was thinking of the same of, story in my head. of the, the missions base that we're going to and just kind of have a conversation about uh, what is it really going to be like? I guess... What's life going to look like practically yeah, like, when what we is get this, over there? Yeah, what is... What's the day-to-day? What are you expecting? What are we really doing? Right. Let's back up, too. We, this is, we had the money for the plane tickets to go. We were going to a school... So, so wait, just for like folks that might not be familiar, okay. like, give like the full like thirty thousand foot view. You had applied and gotten accepted. I'm gonna let David tell yeah, us so about because he he's shorter details than I. We had applied. We'll be here for three hours. Jen's a, let me tell it. Jen's a great storyteller. She adds lots of detail. Yeah. Um, we had applied and been accepted yeah. to do a DTS or discipleship training school with a missions organization called YWAM or Youth with a Mission, and and we had applied and and. The, been accepted to go to Chiang Mai, Thailand, and to do the school. It was six months. Like five, Amazing place. Yeah, incredible. Five and a, five and a half, six months, and half was going to be basically seminary, light Bible study, Bible school, and and, and the other half was going to be outreach. And um, <clears throat> that we needed a certain amount of money for plane tickets. There was a cost of the school. You live in somewhere for six months, and. Um, we were in the process of raising money. We were, I can't remember exactly. We were, we were newly married, like about a year. We were newly married. Broke. Broke. Um, I can't remember how. <laughs> what. So, so $11,000, $12,000, whatever it was, was like that an was astronomical a, amount of money. That's a big chunk of change. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and it's still, I mean, it was three kids, and it's like, 12 grand, that's a lot of money. But back then, it was like, this is an impossible amount of money. And I don't, I don't remember what what percentage raise we were. We um, had enough for plane tickets. We bought the plane tickets, but we didn't have the money for the school. So I think we were short several and, thousand dollars. And how far out are you? Like, like how far is it? When you're making this phone call, how many weeks question. or months are remember. you supposed to then get on the plane from that point? We went in like September, October. Yeah, school started at the beginning of September. So this would have been... Because we had to miss a friend's wedding to go. So sorry, friend. Sorry, friend. <laughs> um <laughs> We love you. <laughs> so, this would have been summer. This probably was, was two to three months. This is early spring, really early spring, because we applied like in January, February. I think we applied in February, yeah. and then we got accepted like really soon after that, so like March. So we had from like spring, like March ish. Now, y'all heard Jen just say that she was going to let me tell the story. Let oh, me go just ahead, tell that go out. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to let her keep go talking, ahead. but well, she literally just she, said no, she's going to let she, me tell the story. She, she did actually say, like, I'm going to let you give the 30,000 foot overview. 
because okay. you're better at being brief at details. Okay. And Jen, I empathize because I'm a long storyteller too. So <laughs> sorry, sorry to the people that are listening on the podcast. We're detail oriented people. Sorry, anyway. not, sorry, not sorry. We didn't know what to do. Yeah, we didn't know what to do. So we were at a point where we were a couple months out. If it was four months, if it was two months, we don't remember. Who cares? We were a few months out from you know D-Day flying out, and we didn't have the money. So we said, I'm not sure where we got the idea, but it was like we, we looked on the website. And I guess to put it in perspective, too, 2010, 2011, you know, uh, of course, Facebook was a thing, but like I just feel like the world wasn't as connected then. Um we did, didn't have really a good sense of what we were doing. We didn't know anybody in Thailand. We had to look at where Thailand was because we weren't exactly sure where it was. We knew it was somewhere in Asia, but we were like, we don't really know much so, about where we're I, going. I can't think of any particular reason that you would have known someone in so Thailand. So we didn't know yeah, anybody like, in Thailand. So it's not like we had connections. I feel like now, you know, you just go on YouTube and watch six hours worth of videos on Thailand and know everything there is to know about expert. it. Right. Um, I know what to pack. Yeah. That I know what I'm going to be eating. Yeah, that wasn't right. the case. I know how to get around. Yeah. Yeah. I go on Instagram and find somebody to make friends with them right 100%. now. Start messaging back and forth. Right. But, For two months, we're best friends when we get over there. Yeah. Yeah. And that just wasn't the case. Though. I did go to um, Barnes & Noble and buy a book on Thailand because I was like, well, I should probably <laughs> bone up a little bit. It's yep. something. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you're poking around on so, the website. So poking around, found the base director's phone number, Mr. Bruce Geske. Shout out to Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Um, Who I think now is in North Dakota. Woo! Yeah. Um, North Dakota. Yeah, Bruce and his family. Uh, They're amazing. Amazing people. folks. Uh, Bruce and Ned. Um, and called him from a flip phone. I had a flip phone at the time. It was a Samsung Rugby, like an old school tough phone. Have you guys remember those? Um, and called him and dialed at least 37 numbers because yeah, that's the national call. I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah. yeah, it's like, who knows? <laughs> who knows? And I, remember, I, remember I could get some we operator like, in Thailand. Yeah. We were like, like, I don't know who's going to answer, but I really hope he speaks English. <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, yeah, it wasn't his number. It was the base phone number. It said, ah. Chiang Mai base director. It didn't say... Call Bruce. Call <laughs> right, this like, is Bruce's home phone number. Yeah, yeah I it. remember thinking that. Yeah, I don't know who's going to answer. Yeah. It was speaking yeah. English, whatever it or is. Hope they're like, this is why we am. Um, Can we help you? So anyway, we got Bruce on the phone. Thankfully, he answered. I think we called it like 7 or 8 at night, our time. So it would have been roughly 7 or 8 in the morning. Early there. in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's almost 12 hours exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a news flash for you. Nowhere else on earth does daylight saving except for the United States. So nowhere else, well, I don't want to say nowhere else on earth because I'm sure there's some random island somewhere in the middle of the ocean yeah. that doesn't. But but, but maybe they're a U.S. territory. They could be that's a US why. Yeah. Um, there are very few places on earth that do daylight saving. So anyway, call Bruce, get him on the phone. We're very happy because all of a sudden he talking, speaks English. Because he speaks English mm-hmm. and we're talking to this really nice guy from Fargo, North Dakota. Um, and. Uh, who lives in Thailand, and um, I just had a really good conversation with him, asked him, you know, just, hey man, here's what we're doing, here's where we're at, we don't have enough money. What should we do? You know, just want to be transparent, what should we do? And um, he was like, well, you you know, and we told him that we had enough money for the tickets, and I was like, you guys should just come. You guys should just come anyway. You know, we believe the Lord provides, and he's provided for us again and again and again, and we've seen him provide for students, and schools, and vehicles, and trips on multiple occasions and if you guys feel like you're you're called to be here then you should just come and um it was just really good and that sounds really simple but it was really good to have that human connection with somebody else who was like 
you know, this is who we're actually going to see. Like it wasn't just us going to Thailand anymore. We're right. just going to meet this person. Right. Um, so that was really, I think maybe we talked on the phone for 20 minutes. $65 worth of calling A $65 yeah. phone call. Yeah. Um, and it was a... It, it, was it a, used to be pretty pricey to call overseas like that. And it, yeah. It, it, it was a very high quality phone call. Shout out to AT&T back in the day. Um, <laughs> What's up, AT&T? I had no issues. I mean, it was, yeah, it was very clear. Hey, uh, AT&T, if you would like to sponsor any of the uh, Carter Family uh, podcasts, just you know, drop, yeah, we, a, yeah. drop a comment. Or I should Disney, say that, Disney wants to support I should say that we're not yeah, sponsored we're by not anybody. Sponsored. Yeah, uh, but this, we could be if you want. This review has not been paid for, um, so, but it could be. Um, <laughs> but we support both AT&T for their phone quality and, and Disney and, and Samsung for their amazingness. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, but so that was really, really cool just to have that phone conversation. Jen got to ask a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. I got to ask a bunch of questions. Well, Jen had more questions than me, let's just be honest. Uh, but she got them all answered. And and we were able to raise the money within Amazing. the rest. Of, actually, we actually ended up with more. It was um, like in three or four months. is a miracle. Yeah, then we needed and went. And there's more that I could tell the story. But I feel like for this particular, you know. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really worked out. And so just like that... So obviously the board provided the money, mm-hmm. but also kind of provided in the midst of that sort of like sea of uncertainty or like mm-hmm. seeking for, uh, yeah. you know, uh, continued confirmation, this human yeah, to just, you know, just relationship. Yeah. The, to, to kind of build relationship and provide some start of community. Yeah. And, yeah, we give had, you some comfort to take that take that continue taking that risk that leap of faith yeah we had no clue we had no clue you know how if now being 35 versus being 22 23 how old I was how, how would I raise funds for something like that now versus then it would be very very different I had no idea we were just newlyweds doing. and really zealous and, and yeah mm-hmm. knew that like we didn't have like a backup plan like oh like well, I really love to go to Fiji, so you know, I yeah. guess Fiji will be our backup plan. Like, we didn't really. <laughs> if this have, doesn't work out. If this doesn't work out. I guess we'll just. Yeah, this you is know, plan B. Fiji. Um, yeah. yeah, we did not have that. It was like um, our job really just like, you know, kind of like we were talking earlier. Like when you know your time is up at a certain place, mm-hmm. like the doors are definitely closing there. Right. And so, like that, whatever comes next, the next thing is really obvious. And right. this was the next thing. The next step. It wasn't like, oh, well, I could do this, or I could, you know, go live in Florida or yeah. something. Yeah. And, and like, sometimes you you don't necessarily get the next three or four steps, but no. you get the next step. No. And then you're like, okay, I have to take this step, and then I get yeah. step number two, right. and then three, and then four, and so on. So and it, on. And it also doesn't generally doesn't break it down into sub sub bullet points either as right. far as what you actually have to do to accomplish that specific thing you know we we've never really had much of a plan b um in anything that we've done any decision and we've talked about this before but it almost feels like there there are other options but the right thing is just so so obviously the right thing mm-hmm. that it's not even really a choice Mm-hmm. Like it's just so. And, and do you find sometimes that when that right thing appears, that it might be the type of thing that doesn't necessarily make sense to the outside world? Oh sure. But to you guys, and especially in your relationship with the Lord, you're like, oh, okay, all right. All the time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not cool. Not, Lord, not all like, the time, but a lot of times. Consistent. A lot of people yeah. did not understand. At yeah. All. 
include people we love and know and respect and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And it was yeah. just, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know what they thought. I guess I didn't really care what they yeah. thought. I mean, we honestly didn't care to be on, to be a. Uh, I mean, of course I'm we sure cared. I'm sure it sounded like, well, why do of you need to go cared. have a vacation over there? Like, I, mm-hmm. what, I but, just don't understand. Which, for anyone uh, who's who's never done overseas missions work or even like nonprofit work for that matter, like it is nothing close to a quote unquote vacation. No, no one's getting paid. Like even <laughs> Bruce himself was not yeah. getting paid. Like everyone is self supported. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. doing their own fundraising. Yeah. It's not like oh well you're the director you get a, you get a stipend or you right. get like a salary. There's none and, of that. And it's it's worth a while to mention kind of what when we got there what we found. We'll talk about that for a second. So. We got there, uh, made the flu for you know, a million 11. years. Yeah, <laughs> flew for a million years. Eleven days. Yeah, um, <laughs> lots of flights on lots of different airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally got to Chiang Mai, and um, so I had done a little bit of traveling overseas before. I'd been to Romania. Excuse me. Um, uh, I don't think Jen had done a ton of international traveling at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, if when you go to a country where you don't speak the language and they don't use I guess you would say like Roman like Ar- Arabic letters what am I trying to say mm-hmm. they, they don't use like what we would consider western like a, a western alphabet it's not a western alphabet yeah. so not only can you not understand anything you also can't read anything either right. it's, and it's an alphabet that ain't even close to western mm-hmm. it's not like it's tonal yeah. Like. So anyway, um, it's just an interesting first international travel experience. Right. And so what we were we like found, little children. Yeah, we were like children, um, just totally helpless. Um, I can remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you're in complete culture shock. Yeah. You're just I, like whoa. Yeah. I I can remember going over to East Asia and the first couple days that that I was there, we had people with us that had been in country for a little while, mm-hmm. and I can remember just like. Almost clinging to, clinging to them like a child would and thinking like you are five feet further away from me than I want you to be yeah. <laughs> you know like, please, please don't leave me please yeah me. yeah but then by the time I left country I was like bartering the market for uh, complete strangers yeah <laughs> you know and you're, so, and you're so trusting too like we talk about that like how we we showed up at the airport and there was no preparation of like so and so's gonna meet you at the airport. This is who this what this person's right. gonna be wearing. This person will probably be holding a sign, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you can read it or not. Like there's none of that. Like we literally just showed up at the airport and we were kinda of looking around and didn't know who we were looking I, for. I, I, I hope somebody that, that knows And we just sat down. <laughs> somebody knows me. Here I am. And we just sat down and we were just sitting there waiting and eventually like two of the white people came over and they're like are you with YWAM? We're like, yes. And they're like, are you with YWAM? And they're like, yeah. And so we're like, oh, good. So now we're like a little mm, four. And okay. we're like, just sitting there waiting, like, I'm not really sure, like, where we're supposed to go. You're or, building Like, I don't want to leave the airport because I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't even have the address. But so, you're so trusting of, like, when the person did show up, we were so, sorry. When we were, when the person did show up who was going to take us to the base, like, we were so trusting of, like, we were like, oh, yay, we finally found Great. you. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we we're going we're gonna to take you where you need to go. And you're just like, okay. Like, I don't even know. Off we so go. So, what we found was that the base was actually about an hour and a half from Chiang Mai. Um, I don't think it was that far. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was in Matang. Shout out to Matang. Um, so one of the first things that we learned was how to say, and I honestly don't even remember how to say it now, but there was this basketball court and then the, 
the 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 compound the base was right there past us. So we learned how to say and tie. Ben, why like? Like by the by the basketball court mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. if we were hitchhiking or mm-hmm. or if we were um, you know taking us on a taxi a cab or something hotel, yeah. like where we need to actually this stop. is how we get home yeah this is how right, yeah. these words this are is how home I get base home. yeah mm-hmm. literally the first thing that I learned when I got to East Asia as well <laughs> um, so uh, Chiang Mai is a big city uh, not as big as Bangkok but it's you know there are plenty of Western amenities coffee shops malls people are um, so kind. Yeah, um, so but but my tang was not like that. Uh, so and that's it was a good thing for us because it you know allowed you to kind of disconnect. He means my tang was not busy like Chiang Mai. It wasn't big. The people were still very nice. We were just yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. in the countryside. Yeah, people were very kind. So it's a part of the part of the the way it was explained to us. It's part of the Buddhist culture to be to go out of your way to be nice to foreigners. Um, and so we really benefited from that being very obviously foreigners. I myself am six foot two. He's not um, blending at all. I cannot blend in anywhere. Um, and I probably had a beard at the time. Um, so I, I, I stood out pretty well. Anyway, we benefited from that on multiple occasions. Um, so anyway, we got there. Weren't really in a city. It was a significant, you know, taxi ride into a city um, so it really allowed us to disconnect it's not something we were particularly wild about at first when we got there there was no Wi-Fi um, so we had to go to a cafe we had to walk to a cafe it's about a 20 minute walk to be able to get Wi-Fi um, I ended up buying a, a SIM card that's like a you can plug in your computer and get Wi-Fi that way later on but that took me I had to learn enough Thai to be able to find it and ask for it and so that was several months into our trip when I finally figured that out. But so, anyway, it was it was a really good time to, to, to disconnect. It was challenging um, figuring out how to communicate because there were there were lots of other there was probably thirty ish people in the school oh, wow. and twenty one translator. There was one translator. So if there were thirty people, there were twenty twenty Thais or non Westerners there, and then there were. 10 Westerners and um, there was somebody from Ukraine there um, and then there was a couple different countries represented in the in the the other folks um, so learning how to communicate with folks who speak no English versus you know me who speaks none of their language either in hindsight um, I would try and I would have I should what you're probably saying right now is why didn't you <laughs> you dummy why didn't you learn no, the language no we should have we should have learned the language I mean, listen, well, we should have tried yeah. given what we had was like back then was like you know Rosetta Stone I don't even know if they made a Rosetta Stone in Thai back then but like I should have maybe looked up a book or something well I yeah I was going to say like there's there's like probably a lot of really incredible resources like nowadays now. you mm-hmm. know like you could download Babel or you know Rosetta Stone do it right on your phone and you know have yeah. it in your ear pods or just have Google Translate on your phone or walk around and translate 100%. everything that's being said oh yeah. that's true but it wasn't really a thing then right, right. Um, so we learned the hard way we just we just made a lot of mistakes and um we smile a lot you can communicate a lot with a, a lot. smile mm-hmm. you communicate quite a bit with a smile people were incredibly kind to and us so generous incredibly kind and incredibly generous to us and um, who knows? You might have ended up learning more, more quickly just via immersion. Like if if you had been super dependent on like Google Translator yeah. at that point, 
Yeah. Maybe it, you know, it wouldn't have like pushed you. It'd have been a crutch. Yeah. To a place where you were like, okay, we really need to know how to say like, yeah, take us back to over by the basketball court. Do you know a little yeah. funny story? So, so our base was like probably yeah, like a mile walk to the nearest Wi-Fi coffee shop. Shout out to Care Coffee, um, who you know just brought us so much joy every Saturday with his coffee shakes. It was wonderful, and now I think he has. A um, what is it? Air Diamond Cafe. We're still friends with him on Facebook. We're still friends with him on Facebook. Thank God for Facebook for that. And um, he basically, if you go to Matang, I think it's in Matang or Chiang Mai, he has a uh, cafe inside of an airplane. So he's set up the airplane like a cafe, and it's getting like That's Instagram. Incredible. It's getting viral like pictures on Instagram. So um, Air Diamond Cafe and Hotel. It's like a big. Is it a hotel too? I think so. It's like a retail shopping thing. So if you can you, get a bunk. PCAT, uh, if you were listening to this, <laughs> we are going to come to your air airplane cafe when we the next time we go to Chiang Mai. I really want to go do that. So but anyway, so what you're what you're probably saying to yourself, dear listener, is why did these these silly people not silly learn some of the language? And 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 that's a valid point. <laughs> so, so the funny story point. is, so we really just missed, like you know, you just miss things from home, right? Sure. Like I could have just killed somebody for a pop tart for breakfast, yeah. but we just didn't have that, and that's okay. But you know, in the moment <laughs> when you're missing home, you're like, I just, I never even eat pop tarts right. when I'm at home. For, for clarification, that Jen is not a violent person. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Will um, not kill for pop tarts. I'm not. So, so this is like at the end of the five and a half months, and we're coming back, and we're about to do graduation. We're about to wrap up our time in Thailand, and a group of us are walking down the street, and um, some of the Thai girls were like, "Well, we're gonna go get ice cream," and I'm like, you know, and, and by now, like their English is really good. My Thai is still terrible. I can say like ten words, but their English is really good. And so they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go get ice cream," and I'm like where and they're like that sign right over there the the dude has ice cream in his like garage type thing backyard whatever and so i was like <laughs> garage type have, backyard thing we have we have walked, we have walked past this sign i don't know how many millions of times right. at this point having no clue that it's got, like we could have been getting ice cream this whole time and it yeah. says ice cream that way <laughs> and it's super cheap like you know i forget how much it was, it was it's like, like 17 cents for a cup like not even like maybe like three cents for like an ice cream and it was just it was like one of those things where we were like, are you serious? And we go inside this guy's house and he has like a deep, like, um, what do you call it? Like a a deep freezer, freezer chest, a yep. deep freezer. Mm-hmm. And he opens it up and he's got several flavors. What do you want? And amazing. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, it was incredible. It was amazing. incredible. It was incredible. The simple joys. Just the simple stuff. It really is a simple joys. I think some of the, some of the really big things that we have learned from traveling is it gives us a really distinct appreciation for America. Um, for for really small things here, like how wide the roads are, um, how how people drive, um, just really things things that you wouldn't even really think about being a big deal are a big deal. Um, I think having a having a you know you hear the the typical things a broaden perspective all that kind of stuff. But I also we get back have, when we got back having conversations with Jen, you know if 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 we had to. I don't know, you know, call the insurance people to set something up or something. Just being like, listen, you have navigated, you have navigated airports in Far China. Far more complex things. Yeah, I promise you, you can do this. Yeah. Um, 
and things like that. And, and those are those are lessons and confidence and things that sure. like still carry through. You know, whatever is going on. You know, we lived in a village on top of a mountain in Thailand for for three months and farmed tea uh, with, with no electricity. Like, so whatever's happening now, it's pretty amazing. It's probably not that bad. We slept in hammocks right. for a long. Right. Probably not that bad comparatively. Yeah. Um, or even not 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 that bad, but just like very doable. Yeah. Like there's just you know like I can do this. we can we can do whatever's in front of yeah. us. Yeah. We can do this. Um, Mm-hmm. So, so that perspective is really, really healthy. A little bit of suffering, right? It so, was type two fun. So, 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 so there's this concept. Jen, talk What's about type, type two fun? Yeah, talk about type so, two fun. Okay, this is not my original thought. I think we found this from like Second Chance Hiker on YouTube or something. But he was talking about how there's type one fun, which is just like it's fun. You're doing it. It's fun. I'm gonna go it's, ride a roller coaster. It's great. Woo! Yeah, riding or, a roller coaster or yeah. getting ice cream. It's like type one fun. It's just fun. Type two fun is where it actually sucks, and then some time goes by, and you're like, that was kind of fun. So he compares, like, long through hikes is, like, usually type two fun, where gotcha. you're, like, embracing the suck, so to speak, where okay. it's, like, not fun, it's hard, you're pushing through it, um, you know, you'd be wading through mud or something, and it's raining, and you're like, oh, but that's, that's fun. It's Part like of the fun is, fun. like, the experience. Yeah. Maybe like something you're experiencing with another human that you care about right. or you're forming a new relationship or a friendship or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And there's type two fun. There there's value in suffering. I think as as I don't get too too philosophical, but our our, our, our culture tends to shy away from suffering pretty hardcore and that and there's a lot of justice in that. But I think there is value in in, you know, delaying gratification. Not taking the easy path, doing things that are uh, contrary to mainstream. Um, I've been told all my life that I'm a contrarian, that I will do things specifically, I will do things opposite specifically because everybody else is doing those things. Like I didn't drink in college um, uh, for a number of reasons, but one of the big ones was because everybody expected me to drink in college. I'm just not going to do that. Um, so I think there's a real value in, in, and choosing to go the, you know, the so path. That's a path less traveled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was trying to think of something different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should do and obey what the Lord is telling you to do. And that varies between, you know, families and people because I'm not the Lord, so I don't know. But which. a lot of times but. that looks like doing something that not everybody else is doing. Right. Right. A lot of Cause, times. Because the, right. the, the world standard is a different standard than yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times maybe something that the Lord's calling you to do. And, that, and, and, and that's not to say we're perfect at it by any means because we're not. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so I'm saying that for myself. And right. that's probably yeah. another podcast for another time, right? Like yeah. how do you know God's speaking to you and like how do you test that and what does that look like? Because mm-hmm. we, could, we could sit here and talk for another hour about like how God confirmed Thailand because that was really neat. It's a whole, it's a whole story. It's a whole itself. thing, but yeah. Um, and a, but and a we, story, story that should be told. Yeah, mm-hmm. a story that a, should be a, told. A story for another podcast. Mm-hmm. A story that should be told. Yeah. Well, we're at an hour and three minutes. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I always want to end these what I with with what I feel like is maybe a little bit early because I want you listeners to feel like. Man, I want more. 
I want you guys to, f- to feel left wanting more just a little bit. So uh, if you've made it to this part of the podcast, congratulations. Uh, and we love you guys. Audra, thank you so much for joining us again and for joining us for New Year's. And what is one little... It's been my absolute pleasure. ...send-off encouragement that you could send people off with? Like, since we've talked about Disney, we've talked about Tenen, mm-hmm. we've talked about doing hard things, we've talked about um, going past your comfort zone, yeah. right? To kind of go after... You know, uh, obviously... 2020 and 2021 um there's a lot that could be said yeah there's there's a lot there right and there and there's a lot that people have just had to navigate at times endure suffer through you know people have lost people that are important to them people have lost jobs uh people have have lost sort of uh potential what ifs you know like mm-hmm. what what would have happened if i had been able to go to my senior prom what would have happened mm-hmm. if we hadn't had to cancel our wedding what would have you know um and so there's there's kind of this sort of very strange probably arbitrary grieving that's going on mm-hmm. in a lot of like minds and hearts that people are mm-hmm. having a hard time processing because it's not like a hard black and white this thing happened and now it's over now Mm -hmm. and I can walk through these stages of grief. Um, I think one of the things that we probably can pick out though uh, is, is that that thing, whatever it is, right? So whether it's like uh, something like it's been really uh, different to have my kids at home homeschooling Mm -hmm. while I'm working at home at the same time or something more extreme like I, I, I lost somebody that was really important to me that type of thing we can identify that something over that time frame made us feel a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's important to be able to acknowledge that feeling and then also sort of acknowledge like some sort of realm of like okay I need to be able to accept that and then also move on um, one of the things that I started doing uh, this year uh, that I haven't, I don't think I've done really since I was kind of like college age, um, sort of maybe maybe like late 20s type of thing, um, is that I, I started talking to a therapist mm-hmm. once a week mm-hmm. um, here and there for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an interesting thing to navigate because in searching for a counselor for uh, some things that I'm working through um, and uh, even some like relationships that I'm walking through right now, it's been really hard to find a therapist because there are a lot of people that are seeking counselors and therapists. Mm. And I think that's like something that's really incredible and like that it's really cool to see culture sort of embracing now yeah um it's not by any means exciting that like people (laughs) need need a therapist to work through a lot of things but it is cool to see that like people are okay like raising their hands and saying like hey i'm 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 not okay right now i need to yeah i just i need to bounce some ideas (laughs) off of somebody i need to work through some stuff i don't think it's news for anybody who works with the public that people have stuff to work through (laughs) yeah yeah anybody who like regularly enacts for the public yes you know anybody in customer service (laughs) that does anything 
Uh, anybody in hospitality, food and beverage, yeah. shout out to you guys. Healthcare, yeah. y'all are amazing. Um, so, so I think like people just like acknowledging those things and saying like, you know what? It's okay to acknowledge that that stuff happened, is happening to a certain extent, and it's healthy for me to be able to acknowledge it and to figure out like, all right, here are maybe some things that I can do, right? Um, and maybe that thing is like, I'm gonna check in with a friend like once a week about this thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe it's getting a counselor, or maybe it's deciding like, I'm gonna start an exercise routine, not necessarily for my physical health, but for my mental health, right? Um, and so, figure like thinking about and figuring out whatever that thing is for the, that particular individual. So whoever's listening right now, just like taking some time to, to be uh, a little bit introspective and reflective and thinking about like, hey, is, is there something right now that you think that you probably feel like you need that's gonna put you in a better spot? And, it, and if, that, if that is the case, as long as you're not being unkind to somebody, as long as you're, you're not harming somebody else, in um, seeking that thing out, right, it's probably uh, not only an okay thing, but a good thing to move towards that thing. So be thinking about those things that might exist for you listeners out there and just saying like, yeah, that's, that's something that I'm, I'm good embracing and let's move, move towards it. And maybe I can check in with my friends. Maybe I can check in with my family or my coworkers and like see if there's something, you know, that they need or a way that I could serve them. So. Um, that's kind of something that's been just sort of on my mind and, and kind of moving towards uh, acknowledging what has happened, but sort of moving towards a positive track for 2022. Yeah. It's good. I feel like it's time to come out of, come out of like, I feel like everybody's been hunkered down, not like in a quarantine sense, but just in like a reactionary, a little bit of reactionary sense, a little bit of like, nobody's really doing anything because they want to see what happens next with COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like maybe it's time to start coming out of that. Not to say that, you know, people go wild and I say people don't do things they need to do, but maybe it's time to start dreaming again. The world you know? needs you. Yeah. yeah. Sort of moving beyond that survival mode. Yeah. Moving out of survival, survival mode. Yeah. Survival mode is a good way to... It's time yeah. to, it's time to come out of survival mode. It's time to start dreaming again. Um, you know, some things, some goals that you have.